Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more, talking sports, uh, yes we do, talking sports, uh. It's for you, Ray and Tay, and we spit it every day, and we're talking sports. Give us a call, okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It's Lunes, April 9th. We are full-fledged in the home stretch of the NBA season and a little bit of MLB talk to end the show because it's heating up already in a week and what three days, right? A week and four days. We have Monday night, Sunday night baseball, extra innings. The Mets getting it done in the freezing cold. But first, before we get to the NBA, can we give a little a little clap for uh, the Masters champion Patrick Reed? How impressed were you, Ray? That was that was awesome. You know, you said who I think is going to win it, and I said I don't really know, but I'm rooting for Patrick Reed, right? Why not? New blood. Yes, you. And it tur- and it turns out that the past four Masters winners have won a major for the first time, and now all four Americans hold the uh, four majors in golf, and what is it? Eight of the last nine major champions are first-time major champions. So there's a new – talk about parity. There's parity in golf. I mean, we talk about McElroy and Tom and, and uh, Dustin Johnson. But, you know, people are winning. You remember it was Tiger against the field, and then you say, well, maybe Phil, maybe a couple other people. But now, you know, anybody can win it. There's about 20, 25 really good golfers out there, and they on any given Sunday, they can win – that tournament, obviously it's a four-day tournament in golf, but these guys are, it's, it's an exciting time in golf right now. It is, and what's great, a lot of these young guys that have been winning, they all grew up here in America watching Tiger. So this is Tiger's influence, and, you know, they all yeah, are strong. Yeah, they're all in great shape. They're yeah. big, they're strong, they're, they're, they, they go to the gym. It's not like the old school, I hate to you know, kill somebody. I won't name names, but it's not like old school <laughs> golf where they just came out there and just whacked at it and weren't and didn't put time in the gym. I mean, they put time in their trade. I won't, I won't take that away from them. Yeah, but, but they weren't, they it, weren't lifting weights the way these young guys are, no. and that's all Tiger. And it's it's great to see. And you know, he he had a rough, you know, one good day, but he had a you know a rough outing. And I would say he he's gonna. He's going to win something soon, but it's still going to take some time. He's just got to stay healthy, so, you know. Speaking of health, though, the NBA playoffs, the NBA is healthy, but a lot of the stars are not. And we'll talk about that in the East. But just going to the West, um, Nuggets and and Timberwolves, the season ends with them tomorrow. But the Nuggets are are playing, uh, what, Portland tonight, I believe. They're 45 and 35, two games left. And really, they're just one game behind a plethora of teams. Timberwolves, Thunder, 
Spurs, and Pelicans, all 46 and 34. Who's going home and who's going in? Because right now, we saw the Nuggets beat the Timberwolves last week. Nuggets look like they're like, we can do this. What do you think is going to happen? Well, here's the problem. The Nuggets have to play Portland tonight. And looking at the, the third standing, seed Portland, <laughs> giving right, their love. That's crazy. Giving their love. But here's the thing. Portland with 48 wins can move down to the fourth seed if Utah catches them, Right. So I don't know the I don't know the the tiebreaker with the Pelicans, the Spurs, with all the forty six win teams. So the Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Thunder. But let's I don't know say if the league Portland, knows it, Ray. <laughs> exactly. Like th- these guys are, you know, the statisticians in the league are like, oh my God, please don't come down to a coin flip because <laughs> four way tie. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that. But here's the thing: the difference right now. I guess you could look at it two ways. If you're the four seed, look, you want to avoid Houston and Golden State, right? Those are really the only two teams in that conference that you fear. But other than that, is there a 3-6 and 4-5? I'm not sure because these, what, these six teams are all basically within they can beat two other. games of each other. Yeah. Well, that's good for Three Utah games. and Portland, right? Being at 3-4 and four and already clinching the playoff spots. The worst they could do is drop down to five or six, so they they automatically avoid the Rockets and Warriors in the first round. So good, good for the Blazers and good for the Jazz. I mean, not enough props was given to those two coaches, um, the key players, Lillard and you know CJ McCullough. Same with Utah. You know, looking at Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert, your, your boy Rudy, and and just you know, I, I think without having Gordon Hayward. No one thought they'd make the playoffs, let alone be a 4C, potentially 4-5C. So that's kudos to the Utah Jazz. That's that's big time. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm impressed. You know what? And and good for them for sticking the course. Losing – look, for a franchise like Utah, losing Gordon Hayward is a big deal. I mean, the guy was a perennial all-star. And even though they had a defensive player of the year guy in Rudy Gobert, you look at their roster and you're like, really? How are we getting to the, they made that trade with for Ricky Rubio and they drafted Donovan Mitchell. They didn't think Donovan Mitchell was 20 points a game. I mean, let's be honest. They thought he'd be a good player potentially in two, three years would develop. So you got to think even in Utah, the expectations were kind of low. So Kudos for them. I mean, in this Western Conference, to be a third seed, potentially win 47, 48, maybe 49 games, that's, that's outstanding. No, nah, it's crazy. So now OKC, if they win tonight, they're in. But they're playing yeah, the Miami. Yeah, I think the Spurs, too. Spurs yeah, play and they're Sacramento. playing the Miami tonight. And Miami's right. already up 26, uh, 25-16. So, you know – this is kind of wild. I mean, obviously the Spurs played later. They host Sacramento. But, you know, the pressure is going to be on Minnesota because I, I think Denver at home, they got a shot to beat Portland, you know. And, you know, you wonder Minnesota, they're at home. They play Memphis. Well, they get – right, they get the Memphis tonight. The battle's Wednesday night, Denver against Minnesota. Right. So, assume both of them win, then, yeah, you're right. And I don't know how the tie break – uh, works if one of them loses, but I, it looks like if those two go head to head, 
then that's going to be the eighth seed. And then the rest is just about seeding, you know, four to seven. Because I, I don't think Utah's going to catch Portland. So I think it's going to come down to, you know, tiebreakers. Probably Spurs are going to win win one, lose one maybe. So they'll be at 47 wins. Maybe Oklahoma City loses tonight, but then they win tomorrow night. So I think there'll be three 47-win teams. And i got to say Minnesota gets in. No, don't you think? You think Denver beats Minnesota? I don't know. I, I thought that, but the last time they played last week, Denver took care of them. So this time I think it's at Minnesota, so we'll see. So, look, I, I kind of made my bold predictions last time with, you know, two the, the the Raptors and the Celtics getting knocked out in the first round, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. But right now you got Philly and Cleveland 3-4. They could wind up meeting in the Eastern Conference Championship, Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think <clears> – <throat> You think that the Wizards have a legitimate shot to get together? This is the time where I know you said last show you didn't think John Wall would be healthy enough, but I gotta believe he can push it on Kyle Lowry and DeRozan. And you know the Wizards—they've got enough. When you look at their roster, they—they they should be better than Toronto. I mean, if oh. Porter and and, and Ubre. And, and Morris, if they all step up, Ray, John Wall and Bradley Beal, Beal are supposed to be all-star specials just like Lowry and DeRozan. I mean, is it just yeah, as simple but, as those four? But I think Lowry and DeRozan have been there before. They've been to the battles. They've battled Cleveland for seven games. They've battled in the Eastern Conference. And you know what? They have depth. The one, of the th- one of the things they didn't add is star power, but they added depth. So I think yeah. that against a Wizards team where Wall and Beal are not quite healthy and clicking and at the top of their game, I think Toronto, the only, the only person that could beat Toronto in the East is uh, potentially Cle- Cleveland and Philly. I think those are the only teams because fundamentally have, they have matchup problems with those two teams. I think with, with uh, Washington, I think they're okay. Your two best players are guards. Our two best players are guards. Everybody else we have I have more confidence in, in Toronto's roster and Toronto's experience. So I'm gonna say that Toronto the Wizards can't deal with Toronto this year. That's fair. What what about Miami? Can they win that three six matchup? Where is Hassan Whiteside? Where's his head? Is his head the two years ago, the guy that got the hundred million dollar contract? Or is he the guy that's checked out because they sat him on the bench in the fourth quarter of a couple games? I don't think they have you know, enough offensive weapons. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to think that, um, you know, this Philly team, even though they don't have experience, they may or may not get Embiid back. That's like the closely held national security secret. Like, when is he coming back? Who knows? Um, but they <laughs> – they have matchup problems, right? Ben Simmons is, is a matchup problem. Dario Sark is, is doing it from the outside. Covington, they have players. Now, losing him beats a big, big, big deal. Um, so it gives Miami a chance. But I think Miami needs, like you said, they need to figure out a way to score. Uh, Goran Dragic is, is good, but you're going to need that second score. And I think also you're going to need Hassan Whiteside to play big. 
Um, it, with or without Embiid, you're going to need an inside presence against this Philly team, especially with Embiid, right? Yeah, no, no, definitely. I got to say, I'm I'm pretty impressed from Ben Simmons. What he did, him and LeBron, that game last Friday after we got off the air, that was a classic, great comeback. LeBron, I mean, you know, he's always MVP. Even the Harden will get it. His performance was insane. But Ben Simmons and all his triple doubles and just what he's been doing and really leading this team without Embiid for, you know, a good amount of games, it's, it's just it's really impressive. Not as Let me impressive. Ask you, well, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, what do you think about the fact that I'm looking at the I'm looking at the at the matchups? There are two teams, so the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, that have played 81 games. So of the 30 teams, 28 of them have played exactly 60 games. So so bottom line is the NBA is making everybody play back to back tonight and tomorrow which I think is great. It means all of the chips are on the table. All of the teams are in action for at least one game, and only two teams are not playing two games back-to-back. So it's like this is exactly what the NBA has set up. Now, in the East, it doesn't really matter. Uh, except right. for But, no, it's good little, scheduling. You know, I yeah, think yeah, the schedule is a little off. Sixers and Cavs. Uh, but I think overall it's good scheduling. But we got to talk about young kids and your boy from Japan, uh, Sonny, I mean, what what he's doing, he's got more home runs than Judge and more strikeouts than, I think, Max Scherzer. I heard some stats somewhere. I mean, playing pitcher and batting is incredible for the Angels. I guess my question to you is, though, and they're in second behind the Astros. These teams starting off pretty hot, the Mets, the Pirates, obviously Astros and Red Sox. You know, if the Mets pitching holds up, can can they really, I guess, bounce back after such an unhealthy bad year? Neither one of us had a, had them as the wild card. Do you think that the, the Mets are legit? And then how about the Pirates? And then, you know, some of these great players. McCutcheon with the Giants with a walk-off home run. I mean, the first week of baseball has been exciting. Robinson Cano batting 440, Ray. I mean, what's going on, man? Well, you know, I told you Robinson Gano was going to lead those old Seattle Mariners to the playoffs. Um, the Mets can, I think, grab the wild card. Look, I still think the Washington Nationals, despite their 4-6 and six record, are the class of the, of the whole National League. Um, your Diamondbacks look good right now, but I think yeah. the Dodgers and the Nats, when it's all said and done, and the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Nats, and the Cubs are going to run away with their divisions. I just think they're that much better than everybody else. But the Diamondbacks seem to not be scared of the Dodgers anymore. They, you know, head to head, they, 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 they kind of put it they're on. They're kind of like they're kind of like women's basketball, Notre Dame versus UConn. UConn's better, but Notre Dame <laughs> could beat them because Notre Dame's not scared. And so, you're right. The Diamondbacks. Dodgers do, three and six. That's ugly. I know. I know, I know, I know. But they've got a lot of talent on the roster. They've got youth. They've got pitching. They've got a bullpen. They really don't have a major weakness, and I think they'll be fine. And I think they're the class of the NL West. They'll pull away. Remember, it's a long season, only 10 games in, right? So it's not even, what is that, not even, what, 6 or 7%, not even 10% of the season. we we got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's a first, you know, look, and I think it's exciting just to see some of the young stars. Um, Bryce Harper's mashing the ball, you know, killing it. Was already Contract working. year. 
Uh, he might hit 50 homers, right? Did you see Mark McGuire said he'll hit? He could have hit 70 without PEDs. He did. Oh please. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, can I tell you that's irritating to hear? <laughs> he shouldn't be talking. <laughs> but Bryce just got six already, right? So you know, give, give it up. And how about Charlie Blackman hitting the homers or four? So look, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great sports week. Friday, NBA playoff. Preview. Playoffs begin Saturday. The season ends tomorrow. Ray's going to go Timberwolves. I say Timberwolves, but I'm a little scared because those Nuggets, they're dangerous. But I'd rather see the Timberwolves in the playoffs, Ray. You know what I mean? For the West, I'd definitely rather Think see that. Think about how devastating it will be to the team that doesn't make it, right? Because you will basically lose by either a tiebreaker or a game in a Western conference that's just so stacked. So, and then that goes back to what they were talking about the All-Star weekend, that it should just be the top 16 team. Then I mean, then they would make it. But then and your the Wizards, would make it. right, and then your Wizards aren't making it. You know, the bottom of the East, the, the Milwaukee Bucks aren't making it. So some of the young stars you wouldn't yeah. see in the playoffs. In so the, the West would have conference. 10 teams, yep. right, and the East would have uh, – but I think if you do that, you also have to get rid of the uneven schedule. There's no, of a lot course. of changes you have to make. Yeah. No, you definitely do. But it would be fascinating. I mean, look, Withers and Bucks are 42 wins and 43 wins. And what do the Clippers have? Clippers. Okay, so the Clippers have 42. So maybe the Bucks will still make it. So it might be instead of 10 and 6, it might be 9 and 7. So Denver would get in, which would be just. And then, uh, so Wizards and Clippers would be out. I can live with that, nine and seven. Bucks and Nuggets yeah. would be. Look, I mean, we, we both feel that the, the, maybe it's because of injuries, but those teams in the West are just better. They're just better. And, and more of them deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, either way, should be fun. We'll be hooping it up, clapping boards. And then after that, before you know it, our NFL draft preview which this is going to be something this year. So get, get ready. Have a great sports week. And uh, I'll see you soon. We are out.